Welcome to the St. Philip's Chapel Street Daily Prayer Podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayer, Tuesday, 24th of March, 2020. If you've got the app, then you can see that at the very top in red, there's a list of three different people for whom today is a commemoration. And something I've started to appreciate more and more um, about the Daily Prayer app is it reminds us of, or it points us to people who have lived a life of faith um, before us. And um, I've got to be honest, I don't know who Walter Hilton of Thurgoton is. I don't know who Oscar Romero is. I don't know who Paul Couturier is, but Wikipedia does. And um, more often than not, when it comes to morning prayer, when I'm uh, on my own, I'll just copy and paste it into Wikipedia and have a little read of their life. And sometimes it's really struck by the life of other Christians and how people have lived their life to follow Christ. Um, in years gone by, sometimes recent, more often a little bit um, further away. So Walter Hilton there in 1396 died and what an amazing thing to do, not just to meditate on Jesus and him, but perhaps those who followed him as well, perhaps in difficult times and maybe they can be a bit of an example for us. So maybe uh, you might want to take a moment to do that today if you're sitting at home and you've got a bit of spare time then uh, dig around on wikipedia and uh, find out who these guys are and uh, perhaps that can encourage your faith the psalm today we're going to read together is psalm 54 so maybe you want to pull that up and then we'll read it together psalm 54 save me O god by your name and vindicate me by your power hear my prayer O god Give heed to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and the ruthless seek after my life. They have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. It is the Lord who upholds my life. May evil rebound on those who lie in wait for me. Destroy them in your faithfulness. An offering of a free heart will I give you, and praise your name, O Lord, for it is gracious. For he has delivered me out of all my trouble, and my eye has seen the downfall of my enemies. Now I've heard it said that things that are physical in the Old Testament are spiritual in the New Testament. So when you're reading through some of the battles and challenges that people had in the Old Testament, and you think, well, I'm not really sure how that relates to me, then perhaps... Uh, it's helpful to think about those things that are um, enacted in the physical in the Old Testament become uh, things that are more spiritual in the New Testament. So where the New Testament talks about spiritual warfare, it's not really talking about, well, Paul says explicitly, it's not battling against flesh and blood, but against rulers, principalities and authorities in the heavenly realm. So that could be a really helpful way of trying to get your head around um, what it might mean to relate some of the Old Testament into the New Testament context. But I do love the Psalms because they're so uh, real and raw. And here's this Psalmist, I believe it's David, writing about strangers rising up against me and the ruthless seeking after his life. Now, 
you could argue that, yeah, actually that's happening um, in the physical now with coronavirus and uh, this virus trying to take many people's lives and uh, ruining uh, life as we know it. It's some sort of an enemy and there's been lots of talk about being on a war footing against it. And so just want to encourage you practically to do all it is that you've been encouraged to do to, again, I'm not sure I like the language of social distancing, but physical distancing for sure. I don't think we should be socially distant at all. I think we should be socially connecting even more, but not physically. Um, so trying to really take the advice of the health professionals as they say that. Um, so physically doing what we can to battle against this virus. Uh, but it's interesting to see then what this psalmist does in the midst of feeling like he's under attack. What do we do when we feel like we're under attack? What do we do when we're feeling like we're facing spiritual battles, spiritual warfare, or even what do we do if people are rising up against us, people seeking after our life? That'll be an unusual thing for most of us to happen. Um, but what do we do in those times of anxiety or stress? A little bit like we looked at yesterday. Well, first of all, verse one, the psalmist prays, save me, O God, by your name and vindicate me by your power. He's looking to God to stand alongside him. Hear my prayer, O God, and give heed to the words of my mouth. Asking God to remember his love for the writer, for the prayer. Um, and sometimes we can come to God not really sure whether God will hear us. Sometimes uh, we can be like, well, God, are you even bothered? Do you even care? But the psalmist uh, calls out to God to hear his prayer. And if you're to read the Old Testament reading today, then we see uh, the call of Moses. We see the Israelites stuck in Egypt, crying out to God. And it says very clearly that God heard their cry. And so what you need to be reminded of today is that God does hear you when you pray. It might not feel like it. It might not always look like it. But that's what faith does for us. It reminds us that God does hear us. And then once he set out in verse three, what's really going on in his life, then he reminds himself on the goodness of God. Behold, God is my helper. It is the Lord who upholds my life. It's kind of like saying, well, if God doesn't want me to die, I'm not gonna die. Um, I'm gonna choose to live right in the center of God's will. And I've heard it said, Simon Gilbo, who was a missionary out in Burundi and, uh, and now is helping that country in all sorts of mission work, and maybe you've come across him, but he says the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. And regardless if you're surrounded by gunfire as he has been, the center of God's will is the safest place to be. I love the reality of uh, verse five, may evil rebound on those who lie in wait for me, destroy them in your faithfulness. Um, now, I'm not sure uh, what the theology of that is. I'm not sure that's a great thing to recommend us praying, but I do love the fact that we can be honest with the Lord um, and we can share our frustrations with him. And uh, maybe I'm not encouraging you to pray destruction on people that you don't particularly like or you struggle with. Uh, I think Jesus taught us to forgive um, and that the Heavenly Father will forgive us when we forgive other people, but certainly be honest with God in your prayers about how you're feeling and entrust those situations, all those people to him. Entrust coronavirus to him, ask him for protection. 
asked that coronavirus would be defeated. And then I love verse six, an offering of a free heart will I give you and praise your name, O Lord, for it is gracious. So even in the midst of all that's going on, the psalmist reminding us that what the Lord's looking for is our heart response to him uh, in what it is that we're going through and that we would choose to praise him regardless of what's going on around us. We'd choose to turn our eyes towards him, to honour him, to worship him and to praise him. And it's really interesting, verse seven, because the tense changes. All of it is like, may this happen and could this happen? And it's all kind of present and future tense. But then verse seven, it changes to past tense. For he has delivered me out of all my trouble and my eye has seen the downfall of my enemies. You see, prayer and praise helps us turn to faith so that we are able to stand in faith and almost declare over our circumstances uh, the goodness of God and what it is that he will do as if it's already happened. Like Jesus and his resurrection from the dead, the victory belongs to him. And the scriptures tell us that he shares that victory with us and our life, our journey here in the, the kingdom that is now but not fully yet is to pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, let us see the victory that you have already won outworking itself here in our life today. So whatever it is that you're going through today, turn to God in prayer, be honest with him about what it is that's going on in your own heart, and then remember the goodness of God. Speak to him honestly, give him an offering of a free heart and praise his name. And then remember that the victory belongs to Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to help you begin to live in confidence and faith that that victory that he has won will be shared with you in his good time. So why don't we take a moment to pray? We talked about praying in three different ways. One for protection for ourselves and those that we know. Second, to pray for the most vulnerable, perhaps people that we don't know, perhaps you do know vulnerable people, but pray for them. And then thirdly, we take some time to pray for those who are seeking to help, uh, NHS workers, the other key workers, the government as they're trying to make decisions. We bring our prayers honestly before you, God. And maybe after this podcast is finished, you can take some time to think about those three different groups of people and really pray into them and any other needs that you have, the things going on in the world and the church as we seek to respond well to this outbreak. And then let's use the words of the Lord's Prayer to bring our time to a close today. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May God, our Redeemer, show us compassion and love. Amen. And let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have a great day.
and we'll see you tomorrow.